Turn with me in the book of Psalms to the fifth Psalm. Psalm 5. We're going to read two Psalms this morning, so my comments will be brief. We're going to read two Psalms that contain words that are like other doctrines that we will consider this day. Ignored, neglected, corrupted, or rejected. In the fifth psalm, it's going to be, they're going to be found in verses four through six. And we want to rejoice in verses 11 and 12 because we're in another category in the sight of God. In the eleventh psalm, the verses are four through seven that you want to pay particular attention to for the reading of this day as it describes our holy and righteous Lord with His throne in heaven and what He thinks of the wicked. The effeminate, man-made, PETA-approved, saying that God hates sin but loves the sinner is nowhere found in the Bible, and it is self-contradictory. Because if God hates sin, you must ask yourself why He hates sin, and it's because of His holy nature. And if He hates sin, then He hates those beings that commit those offenses against His holy nation, His holy nature as well. We're going to read the fifth psalm and the eleventh psalm while we're standing together. And I hope that you'll consider in the fifth, verses four through six, and then rejoice together with me in verses 11 and 12, and then verses 4 through 7 in the 11th Psalm. Let's stand together and read these two Psalms in our worship of the blessed God, our Creator, and our Savior. Psalm 5, together. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. And in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. 
But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. Amen and amen. Psalm 11. Together. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For, lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, His eyelids try the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. Amen. amen and amen. You may be seated. In Psalm 5, verse 4, the God we worship, the God that David worshipped, the God the Psalms were written about, the God of the Bible, has no pleasure in wickedness. He doesn't delight in men who are sinning against Him. And evil cannot and will not be tolerated nor ever dwell with him in the fourth verse. In the fifth verse, foolish, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. He can't stand the looks of the fools of this world. He cannot stand their presence, and they shall not stand in his sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. This is the word of the Lord. I am so sick and tired of the cotton candy God that most Christians have made in order to comfort the wickedness of their own hearts so that they can live any way they want to because God's just a big sugar daddy in the sky. But this is what the Bible says about him, that he hates all workers of iniquity. But you say to me, Pastor, we're all workers of iniquity. Yes, we are by nature. But we began this assembly with Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6, a few minutes ago, where God chose us before the foundation of the world in the Lord Jesus Christ that we should be holy and without blame. So in the sight of God, from before the foundation of the world, we were no longer workers of iniquity. We were holy and without blame in love. And that is all the difference in the world. The love of God is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 8 verse 39. Outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no love of God 
It's hatred against sin and the wickedness of men. Psalm 5-5 declares it. Why don't they use Psalm 5-5 in the end zones of football stadiums? Why aren't there sermons preached from Psalm 5-5? It would help you appreciate John 3-16. Verse 6 Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. That's lying, deceiving, exaggerating, falsifying. God will destroy them. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. The man who commits murder, whether it be abortion or whether it be murder in your thoughts, murder in your mouth, and the deceitful man that tells lies and misrepresents things, the Lord will abhor. Now how do you reconcile that with the love of God? It can't be reconciled. The Lord abhors wicked men. But you say, David! David was a bloody man. Yes, but David had been chosen in the Lord Jesus Christ before the world began. So his sins like yours and his sins like mine were washed away by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. David, though being born before the Lord Jesus Christ was born, God saw all of it in covenant because He had made a covenant with Himself before the world began called the everlasting covenant. And God is able to call those things which be not as though they were. And He's able to see those things which be not as though they were. David was still justified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Word of God. Verse 11 says, Let all those that put their trust in Thee rejoice. This doctrine, though very sober, though very hard, though rejected by most, should result in us putting our trust in God and rejoicing. Why? Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. And God will defend us in the day of judgment through the Lord Jesus Christ. Though the books of works when opened are going to show us being no different by nature than the wicked, God will defend us through our intercessor and mediator, the Lord Jesus Christ. In addition to that, God defends His people and those that put their trust in Him from all their earthly enemies, of course, is meant here as well. Let them also that love Thy name be joyful in Thee. If you love the Lord this morning, be joyful. If you're not joyful this morning, what are you saying to the God of heaven for having sent His Son for you? There is nothing in your life that matters. If you are unemployed and had less than a week to live, there's cause for joy. Great joy. The God of heaven loves you. Who cares about your retirement? Our retirement is in heaven. It's not on earth. Who cares what the payout's going to be here on earth? The payout in heaven is for eternity. And it's all the riches of glory in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 12, For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. God is going to encircle the righteous. They are the opposite of the wicked. 360 degrees, wrapped up in the arms of God, loved by him and blessed by him, and having favor shown to him as if he were compassed with a shield. Praise his glorious name. He has clothed us front, back, and sides, with the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. When it says that thou wilt bless the righteous, you know that there are there is none righteous, no, not one. So these are only those that have been given a new man, 
and that are working out their own salvation with fear and trembling, which God had worked into them first. Let's turn to the 11th Psalm. Psalm 11, verse 4, The Lord is in His holy temple. And if men were to understand the holiness of God, they would understand the hatred of God. A holy God must hate every unholy and profane thing. He must. It's part of His nature. Thou art of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. Habakkuk 1 and verse 13. When it says thou art of purer eyes than to behold iniquity, that is not contradicting Proverbs 15 and verse 3 where it says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. Because his eyes behold the evil, but his eyes never approve of the evil. Thou art of purer eyes than to look upon evil approvingly. Because he hates it. Because he's holy in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. We are upon earth. His eyes behold. He sees everything. And his eyelids try the children of men. He looks at us, in us, and through us. And sees every thought and intent of our hearts according to Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. The Lord trieth the righteous. Verse 5. He sends trials to make us better. He tries us like gold and silver are tried when they're purified. To get rid of the dross and to make them purer and better. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked. And there's a great difference here. But the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. This is the God of the Bible. He's hardly known anymore on this earth. This is the God of the Bible. Him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. The wicked, his soul hateth. This great difference between the Lord trying the righteous. That's Hebrews chapter 12. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. But the wicked and him that loveth violence are bastards. He hates them, and he never chastens them, because they are not his sons. And he has no love for them. Proven by Hebrews 12, 5 through 8. Verse 6. Upon the wicked, they've just been mentioned in the fifth verse as those that God hates. Upon the wicked, he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Not upon their sins, upon them, upon the wicked. For the righteous Lord, he's righteous. He has to hate unrighteousness. And he has to hate the unrighteous. Well, how can he love me? I've taught you once, I'll teach you again. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. We're righteous by the righteousness of God being right. placed upon us by the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. The righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. Amen. He looks upon us. He delights in us. He rejoices in this assembly that we're having this day. If you are unrighteous, practically because you have unconfessed sins in your life, confess them, forsake them, repudiate them, reject them, and run to the Lord Jesus Christ for mercy and forgiveness. That's the evidence that his legal 
righteousness and legal holiness is all over you. If you run to him, he will in no wise cast you out, but will say, thy sins be forgiven thee, rise up and let us sup together. This is the righteous Lord of the Bible. We're going to read about him a little bit in Romans chapter 9. It's a shame that so much has been lost in true doctrine. I'm thankful that a few men have gone before who believed and taught these things. If you're worried about what John 3.16 means, then go find that sermon outline on our website called Does God Love Everybody? And that sermon outline on our website entitled John 3.16 Revisited. Right. May the Lord bless the preaching of His Word. 